Hi everyone, Renee DeAnda here, the host of the Delightful Today podcast. Delightful Today is focused on sharing positivity, gratitude, and real stories from people's lives to inspire personal reflection and promote creativity to take action. You can learn more online at delightful.today. In this episode, I talk with Katie. Katie is originally from Hong Kong and currently lives and works in Vietnam as a college admissions counselor. This episode was recorded in cafe, so there is some background noise, but it's well worth a listen. So here we go. Well, yeah, thanks for being with me, Katie. Uh, thanks for having me. It's cool to, the first time for me actually doing this in a, in a cafe, so I'm glad it, hopefully it isn't too noisy. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to start it by asking you, I know you recently came back from Nepal in the last month. Um, I was wondering if you could just talk about that a little bit and maybe see, maybe before and after, maybe what some, some realizations about the trip. Before and after. Um, yeah, I guess my biggest realization, I don't know if there's one thing I can just summarize into one sentence. There, I can just say there were a few really remarkable experiences physically but also emotionally through meditation so I'm not gonna go into details like what the technique is about but the the theory is that you start with being aware of your sensations by breathing and and there's this one technique where you scan your whole body from head to toe from toe to head and you need to be aware of any strong feelings in your body so for some people it might manifest as pain for some people it might be tingly or anything like that yeah um, and the theory is that these strong feelings are manifestations of subconscious issues that you haven't resolved or that you're not even aware of that you have and so in this process I I have some strong sensations and uh, I think I came to really believe that the body is so deeply connected with the mind because can I share one session? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's kind of trippy because one time uh, as I was so you're supposed to just pay attention to strong sensation on your body. And you know normally when you're meditating some thoughts will come. Sometimes you think of I don't know your family, relationship, work and you feel sad or you're worried, right? It's natural. When, when there's a memory, you feel something. But that time was unusual because as I was focusing on the heartbeats, because that's how it feels for me. My strong sensations is in like a form of a heartbeat all over my body. As I was focusing on one heartbeat, that one time I had no memory. I, my mind was very clear. I was very focused. Um, but I could feel sadness right away. And I could not explain. I was purely focusing on my body, but I could cry. And I just, I could name it too. I could identify this as sadness. And so I, I just pay attention to it. I, I, yes, I cried, but then I kind of calmed myself and it, it kind of went away, it went more subtler. Then I moved on to the next sensation. That's what you're supposed to do. And it's like strange thing. The whole sen session, I was just naming different uh, types of emotion. So the next one I could name regret. And, but again, there's no memory. 
It's not like I thought of my grandma or something. And then the next one was jealousy, and the next one was selfishness. And how did you move? How did you move between? Move between these like, feelings? Was it, a, was it uh, guided? Like someone was? Um, no, because by then we already know the technique, so we just do it on our own. We were just in our own head, and you just do the same technique. Yeah, and you've done meditation, so you know you're not supposed to react to it really. That's not to say you won't respond to it. Like when I felt these sadness, regret, of course I felt surprised. Yeah, it was that's that's strange. But also, once you're aware of it, you just kind of like, okay, this is happening. Well, just keep going, just see what's going on. And then as it go gets calmer, I don't feel the strong heartbeats anymore. Then I move on to the next heartbeat. So that's the technique. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about it besides that I, I really believe in the theory. At least this form of meditation really worked for me because at first when the teacher said it, it makes sense on an intellectual level. It's like if I, if I try to explain to anybody, body is connected to mind, I think most people would agree. But do they really understand that, right? And I think that's what I learned too. Yeah. And I hope through this technique, I want to keep practicing this one, that that is true that I will be able to resolve some of my subconscious issue just by observing my own body. Yeah. So you think this is something that has definitely affected you in coming back yeah. now? Or? Yeah, because I feel like, well, first of all, by, by knowing my subconscious self, I'm... I, I came to some revelations that I didn't know before. It's too personal, so I'm not going to share. No worries. <laughs> but um, it, it's shocking. And, but it's also exciting because you learn more about yourself. And because this is so you, this is just about you. It's not about anybody else. So it, it's exciting because then all of a sudden you're in control. You can, if you, if you now you find out this root problem, then you can solve it. And it's very empowering. And it's, it's exciting because now you know what to do next. Well, maybe not concretely, like what steps I need to take to solve this problem. But at least one thing you know you must do and you can do is like follow this technique and just keep on meditating. Yeah. It gives you the tools to do something and then... Yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah, and then I don't know how much you believe into Buddhism and all that, but like, I mean, this is what matters. This is when you grow yourself and you build on yourself, you improve yourself, then everything else just becomes better. You connect with people better, you're more genuine, you're more present, and you suffer less. That's not to say that bad stuff won't happen in your life, but maybe you won't react to it as much. Right. So everything's nice. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty amazing experience though. I think yeah. being able to sit in silence and be able to that's something that I have yet to experience, but I definitely think it's in my future. Um, so Yeah. But just so jumping into things, uh, how would you define happiness then? I think um, I would say in the last few years happiness to me uh, no, I can't say in the last few years. I think it was a big change in mindset just about one year ago. Because um, I remember when I first came to Vietnam, I, I was escaping something. I wanted a different lifestyle. I couldn't deal with 
where I come from anymore. And I was constantly looking for this ideal state of happiness. I remember like being living in the clouds, like dreaming, maybe I should do something with Capoeira, maybe I should. I talked to a friend, like maybe I should just build this homestay in Kathmandu, like build a coffee shop, da da da. And then I was chasing, I was seeking, and I was trying to conceptualize what this happiness is. But I think over time, I've, um, I think now it's just contentment to me. Um, like if I'm being really in the moment when I'm just hanging out with my cat, being with loved ones, um, enjoying my time in Capoeira, uh, or just like suddenly discovering a new skill at work, uh, that makes me happy. Yeah. So. so that's the happiness to you. Yeah. It's just those simple things. Simple things, and once you, once you are content and you're able to appreciate these little things, um, you kind of enjoy the not so good things in your life too. It's strange. <laughs> it's like, of course, maybe in the moment you're suffering, but then later you think back on it. Well, that happened for a reason, and I learned something from it. Um, and it's nice. And without those bad things, maybe you don't appreciate the good things as much. Yeah. So I kind of I feel like you answered a little bit of the second question already. But is there anything on top of um, like your cat or your, your your time with family, like uh -huh. specifically that you find happiness from or makes you happy in your day? Mm, specific to those moments. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, that's different in different contexts. With my family, I think it's a bit difficult because they have a different philosophy towards life. Their life goals are completely different from mine. Uh, sometimes I find it quite hard to talk to my mom on a deeper level. That's not to say that she's not aware or uh, like she's not a, like a materialistic person. I don't mean like that. but. Um, well, that's an issue that I have to resolve to to really get to know her more and have her get to know the real me more. If I can get to that, then that would be real contentment for me. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, I I don't think that has happened yet. Maybe in very small scale that has happened once or twice. But if I can make that connection with my mom much more frequent, that would be nice. I can certainly relate to that. Yeah. I think the distance from family has has made me more aware of my relationships and how I perceive my family, especially my my mom and my brother. Uh -huh. And so then I really think through what are those relationships to me and what do I want them to be in the future. Mm. So then, you know, we're going to be around for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first thing when I came off the meditation, Vipassana meditation, I was like, I want my mom to do this. I feel like if she just do this, of course it benefits her, but I, I feel like, because I'm not very expressive with my emotions, especially with my close ones. It's right. very hard for me. And I feel like if she just goes through this, whether she believes in it or not, whether she takes it as part of her life or not, I feel like she will understand me so much better by living through it than me telling her about it. Yeah. Yeah, share, sharing that experience yeah, yeah, together. Sharing, yeah. So then, moving ahead, uh, what in this past week are you grateful for? Past weeks? Well, I just came back from Nepal for th three weeks, so of course I'm very grateful for that experience. Um, besides meditation, I 
met up with my wonderful capoeira friend in Kathmandu and we played capoeira with children on the streets. Could you, could you tell people a little bit what is capoeira? <laughs> Maybe like a short, is there a short sentence or like to yeah, explain it? Yeah, kind of. Capoeira is a Afro-Brazilian martial arts that supposedly were invented by the slaves. Um, it was used as a self-defense movement, but it's disguised by art and music. And that's why some people think it's a dance, because as slaves, you weren't allowed to practice self-defense. So they had to do that in secret. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's capoeira. It's like, you can really hurt some people with that. But <laughs> Uh, but now, as a, as an art or as a sport, you don't really aim to win or kick people in the face. But really, it's just a it's a dialogue with your body. Yeah, it, yeah. Getting into the last question, then, is there anything, uh, or what are you looking forward to in the coming weeks? In the coming weeks, <laughs> um, I hope I will keep on finding new opportunities in term in terms of my work that will suit my lifestyle better and once I achieve that then it opens so many doors for me and on so many levels in life yeah awesome well I really appreciate your time Katie thank and, you uh, enjoy the rest of your day thank you it's great being here